0: Welcome to Let's Talk Diabetes, a podcast from Diabetes UK in Northern Ireland. Throughout this series we'll be chatting everything diabetes with healthcare professionals, people from the Diabetes UK team and people living with diabetes in Northern Ireland. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Let's Talk Diabetes. Thanks for staying with us and we hope you're enjoying them so far. If you've been listening so far, you'll know me, but for those who are just joining us, I'm Susie Hull, Healthcare Engagement Manager at Diabetes UK Northern Ireland. Today, I'm joined by some of the rest of the team here in Northern Ireland. We have Tina McCrossin, who is our National Director, Roxanne Small, our Engagement Communities and Volunteer Manager, and Sam Cormack, the Youth Coordinator, working on the Our Lives, Our Voices programme. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining me today. Hi, Susie. Hello. Hi. Um, so we're going to do something a little bit different today in this episode and we're going to take a look back at 2023 and shine a little bit of a light on some of the work that we do here in the team. We've had some staff changes and be getting out and about across Northern Ireland more, so we'll be chatting about some of the key events throughout the year and what we have coming up for 2024 and our plans for it. Whilst it isn't necessarily an event, I think I maybe want to kick things off with the launch of this podcast. This happened this year and just a specific mention to Rachel, she's our behind the scenes voice the listeners don't get to hear from, but who listens to and edits all of the podcasts, keeps us right and makes them sound the way you hear them here today. And at this stage I think Rachel probably hears my voice in her sleep, but is still quite gracious about listening to me in the office. So Tina, I think I'm maybe going to come to you for this and kind of say, where did the idea of the podcast come from or how did they come about for the team? So we're very conscious that there's a lot of people in Northern Ireland who are affected
1: by diabetes, either they have it themselves, they are at risk or they're caring for somebody with diabetes and we're trying to reach as many people as possible and let people know that we are here as a resource for them but for that many people you need lots of different ways to have your voice heard and it came up through different conversations within the team that there's probably an audience of people who listen to podcasts that we're maybe not reaching. So the idea came from there. We talked about what what message we'd get across, what it would look like. And then we were very lucky to make contact with Belfast Met. And they offered to support us, and um, which has been absolutely brilliant. They supported us fully with the first six episodes. So this is our first one flying solo. And hopefully we will manage that okay. But I think what we wanted to be is that trusted voice. And we also felt that it's really important for people in Northern Ireland to hear local messages, local voices that they can trust Um, and yes people can get information from all sorts of different places and different accents and it's not the biggest thing but it's easier when it's familiar and we also wanted to give a platform to our own local healthcare professionals to get their messages out there and we're trying to break down some of the myths that exist, some of the things that might help people understand their situation or understand what care they can have so it's that whole gap we're trying to
0: fill and that's probably where we went with those first six episodes yeah. was trying to understand diabetes a little bit better and bringing in that health yeah. side of thing but our local healthcare professionals that had a local voice and I think that's something that from our feedback has been really valuable to people to hear that voice absolutely and other feedback
1: we've got is that actually each session has been really really valuable with really clear messages and um, communicated in an easy to understand way, and I think what people appreciate about the podcast is you can listen back in your own time, and you can listen as many times as you like. So if you think of, for me, one of the more complicated ones was the one on know your numbers. Yeah. And um, really, really hard to keep on top of that, but actually knowing
0: that that's there if you need to check something, I think people have appreciated as well. Yeah, and I suppose also the end point. I so uh, back to the the voice of a Northern Ireland. So for anybody who hasn't seen them or doesn't know. Diabetes UK have diabetes discussions as yep. a podcast as well and this launched at the same time and we on um, Di- World Diabetes Day which is the 14th in November, there's an episode that was launched with Claire who's from Northern Ireland she's a podiatrist who lives with type 1 and family with type 1 so it's lovely to hear that voice both in our room as well as in the UK wide podcast. Absolutely yeah
1: it's a good join over and I suppose initially we thought is there any confusion with having two
0: separate podcast series but actually they're very very different and our purpose is different and people can get value out of both. I suppose then probably my next question is maybe have you had a favourite conversation or a favourite you mentioned the new year numbers but I know we have conversations in the office about these but what has been your favourite one from the ones we've had so far? I don't know if I have one that I have a favourite over all the others I think they're all really
1: they've been really interesting and I've learned something from all of them But I think the message that stays with me most and that I would want people to really take away from this series is when Heather spoke about the advice that she would give to somebody and it was be kind to yourself. And I think living with diabetes is hard, it's relentless and if people could just hold on to that you can do the best you can do and still
0: it can run away on you and so being kind to yourself is really important I think that was lovely because it came right at the very start, it was episode one Mm -hmm. and at the end Heather was just giving that advice about being kind to yourself and it is so important because we all are guilty of not being kind to ourselves at some point but for those living with diabetes it can be especially true. It's even more important yeah. Sam, Roxanne, what about you two, have you from all the podcast episodes so far, have you guys a favourite Roxanne? I
2: think um, for me, I have learned a lot personally from listening to the podcasts, Um, but one of the themes that came out was the control, the controllable, and that's around, there are so many variables that go into diabetes care and management, and sometimes that can feel overwhelming, so there are things within our control and there are things outside of our control, so it's just around the acceptance of that, and that's a really difficult thing for people. As a human we want to be in control of things as much as possible when we can and it can be difficult to let go of that part and I think that message of do what you can with it but there are some things that you can't do anything about. So I think that's a really lovely message for people to try to take home that you can do your best with it but there will always be mitigating things outside of your control. Yeah
0: absolutely and Mark makes that point regardless of your type of diabetes. It is control the controllables is his phrase and it's a lovely way of well, actually, I can't control everything in life. None of us can, so it's really important to consider. Sam,
3: what about you? No, absolutely. I would say um, my takeaway is building upon that as well. On the episode of Mark again in the well-being episode for healthcare professionals, it was we can't do everything. That you do absolutely need to look after yourself and do use the resources that are available to yourself in the wider context of the diabetes support. So it is through ourselves with Diabetes UK, but. There's lots of community projects as well and a little bit of advice that Mark passed on to healthcare professionals to have the resources available to yourself there and that you can pass on to the patients. I think that was a real good bit of advice just to to share the load because everyone's so busy and everyone's there willing to support. So actually by using the wider resources we can provide a better level of support for people living with diabetes.
0: I think as well in there, there's an element of, you know, we talk about healthcare professionals being experts, and they're not, they are an expert in a certain thing, potentially, Mm -hmm. but they're not experts in everything, they're not an expert in your own personal circumstances, that's you, the community services that may be running out there have expertise in different things, everybody has different skills and knowledge, and working together and knowing where to go to for that type of thing is important, I think. Absolutely. Folks, the podcasts aren't the only thing that we've been carrying out this year. And as I mentioned briefly, our team has seen some changes in growth over 2023. Roxanne, you manage the Engaging Communities and Volunteering team, which for our listeners basically is covering most of our events, the people you see out and about at stands, at health fairs or any other events that we might attend. They're quite often the staff of the team that the public get to meet directly, but they're also our amazing volunteers who support the work that we do. Twenty twenty three has been incredibly busy for the team <laughs> so it has. Um, can you maybe tell us some of the highlights that people maybe have or haven't seen through our social media pages or been in attendance at? Yep absolutely. So as you said the Engaging Communities team have been super busy
2: this year I joined the team in February and it was a recently new team we actually appointed in the last couple of months another person so we're now at capacity and it shows in the work that we are doing we are showing up and it is seen it's been a really exciting time in the team and this year was the year we did a lot of firsts so for instance we went to Belfast Pride and that was our first time there and there were 17 people in attendance from Diabetes UK between staff and volunteers And we walked in the parade and we had a stand and we interacted with all of the organisations, with members of the public, and it's some moments like that where you have somebody presenting in front of you saying, oh yeah, you're here actually, can I just ask you a quick question about this? Because it feels like for many reasons there are many barriers for people to be able to do that. And when they see us there at these kind of events, it makes us accessible and it makes us feel human to them. So yeah, we did Pride, we did Belfast Mila, which was amazing. Um, we did Balmoral and that wasn't our first time we have done Balmoral many times, but it was the biggest Balmoral Balmoral show, Balmoral. Yes. Show, yeah. So this it's year one of the biggest agricultural events Agriculture yeah. yeah I think it is the biggest. Yeah. Um, so we were there over the four days and we had a stand and the interaction was just constant. I don't think there was 10 seconds on that stand where there wasn't a person coming up for information for themselves, for their loved one. Um, we were there over the four days and I think they had something like 120,000 people attending over that time, so massive, massive scale of people, but also just so lovely to be chatting to people. We then hosted our first family event on a big scale this year, so we held a family day out to Let's Go Hydro. Um, we had 47 new families join us on that day. And they were completely new to Diabetes. They family. were new to us. and. We thought about initially having the event for just children living with type 1. And actually what we decided was that this should be an inclusive event for the whole family. So that mums, dads and siblings could all enjoy in this fun day out together. So we ended up having, including staff, 199 people wow. on the day. <laughs> and it was definitely a busy day, but it was phenomenal for me to be a part of. For the team to be a part of, but for me personally it felt very special. We had 49 children in attendance living with type 1 doing something that is quite risky for living with type 1 because we're talking about being in the cold water, we're talking about in and out
0: and food. They ranged from age two years to 17. Which is a massive range to then, you said, what was it, 199 people? Yeah. That's a massive age range. But something, because I think there was a multiple members of the team who attended, I was one of those. And to attend that event and see those families enjoying it and for not to be about your diabetes, that's it. It was for something that every family should be able yeah. to enjoy. It was for fun.
2: Yeah, it was. It was a way to bring people together that wasn't in a. This is a medically based space, or any other reason. The link was diabetes, but the theme was yeah. for fun. And it was lovely to see that. It was so enjoyable. It was. Once I got past all of the management part of it... Um, it, wasn't it was a little bit of stress beforehand. <laughs> well, I mean, naturally. Yeah. But yeah, I think for me, one of the poignant moments on that day was there was this little two-year-old, and when I say little, teeny tiny two-year-old, who had recently been diagnosed within the last few months. And she was stood off to the side on a surfboard, not in the water, on the ground, sunglasses on in her wetsuit. And it was just a moment where I thought, this moment makes this all worth it. Yeah. Everything that went into the planning and the team and all of the rest of it. Giving this little person, this little moment to feel so safe and natural with people around them who know what it's like to live with Type 1. And to give her family the rest of that too. Yeah, For a mum to look at another mum and say, I know what it's like to wake up in the middle of the night and be checking levels. I know what it's like to get the call from school. This is where I am on my journey. And for me, that element of what the team have been doing this year, so we have continued to push on with our family support work. It's really important, and the team love it. It's yeah. lovely work to do, but it's so, so valuable. So that's one of the key things that has happened this year as well. But we have then um, all of our other services. So like you said, if you've seen us out and about at a stand, at a health fair, in press, it's probably an engaging communities event that yeah. you're seeing. Um, and we have, as you said earlier, great support from our volunteers, and local groups, and helping us with just getting out there to people and we try to make ourselves as accessible to people as we can so that we can meet people on their journey wherever they are whether that's at risk 20 years down the line a friend of there is something that we can offer for almost everybody and if we can't we'll find out where
0: we can yeah and as you said when you were talking about pride I think we have had a massive sense in the team this year about just being there Is really important. That's it. Being out there that somebody can approach you to have a conversation. Yeah. And that that's normal. Absolutely. It's okay to have conversations about this. It's okay to be talking about yourself and your diabetes. It's okay to ask questions about others. And that actually it's encouraged. Yeah. And by our presence being at that, or all of those different type of events that we've done, has been really valuable, I think, for us as a team. Absolutely.
2: And there's no silly questions. Yeah. You know, I think people who come to us when they're out and about. They do that because it doesn't feel too scary. And they'll say, can I just ask you about this? Yeah. Sometimes we don't know the answers and that's okay too. It changes so quickly. You know, as I said, I have learned so much from listening to the podcast, so I certainly don't have the answers, but I am here as a human and I will make sure that I find you the answer or direct you in the, pers- in the way that you can.
0: Back down to the point probably about being the expert. I think there is an assumption nearly that we will know everything about diabetes and we will openly say, hey, no, I am not an expert, but what I will do is have the connections to get you an answer that's or it. to try and get you an answer. Yeah. And that's where our expertise will come in and skill set so that you mentioned there that you started in february mm-hmm. you are joining the team as an maternity cover yeah so you're just with us for a short time have you a standout moment from your time here all of those events is there you mentioned the family event and the little girl yeah. is that your standout moment or
2: is it more general is it broader there's been so many there really has been so many um so many gorgeous moments of connection and when you see that and you see the difference that you're making I think the theme that runs through everything and the work that my team does is the entire Northern Ireland team yeah. and that will always be the standout because without the support of the team we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Yeah, It takes most of the time all hands on decks but it also takes an expertise in different areas to pull things together so for instance bringing along a healthcare professional to an event that allows children to attend yeah. or Working with somebody who needs support on their tech and involving Phil at a political level and understanding what the guidelines are. Yeah. You know, this team are in such a great place that it ena- we enable each other to do the work that needs yeah. to be done. So that is absolutely my highlight of this entire year.
0: Thank you. The people. <laughs> Sam, we probably haven't touched there on any of the Our Lives, Our Voices events because those have also taken off. Obviously Covid changed the way things worked and there was less events in person but those events kind of feel like they've kicked off again nearly this year for Our Lives, Our Voices if you want to explain maybe a little bit about the project or the events that you've been trying to do.
3: Absolutely no yeah 2023 has been um, again a really busy year for Our Lives, Our Voices so little background to the project itself. So Our Lives, Our Voices is for 11 to 25-year-olds living with type 1 diabetes in Northern Ireland. Uh, we are a national community-funded project. And what we're looking to do is provide a space where young people in Northern Ireland can interact, make relationships with other young people, their peers. So over the year, we've had many peer support events that have taken place, including we've been to places like Todd's Leap, which is the outdoor activity centre mm-hmm. where we were able to go on a slide that went up to 40 miles an hour. We've been llama
0: trekking.
3: It's, it was absolutely... I, I didn't quite believe the description when it said how fast it would go or how fast that would feel, but young people enjoyed that that thrill. Um, we've been llama trekking. Um, again, another piece of advice I'd say there is that llamas are a lot bigger than you'd ever anticipate. So I think this has been a... Oh yeah, I think it had a lot of experiences for me, a lot of um, a lot of different shifts.
0: types of learnings. So
3: absolutely, absolutely across the team. But what these provide, um, seven twelve Roxanne and highlight that it's just that opportunity to see young people that are going through this, going through very similar stuff, but actually just be able to relax, feel comfortable, understand that everyone there gets what they're going through,
0: yeah.
3: and you understand it. There's no, there's no barriers that we put in place there. There's everything just really relaxed and they and they just know that everyone understands what they're going through other events we've had this year as well we have continued our fireside chats where we've invited different healthcare professionals along or people who are working within diabetes so these are really valuable events as well for young people to attend because it allows them the opportunity to meet the people, the, the healthcare professionals that they're seeing at clinics but actually to create relationships with themselves outside of the clinic setting which the positives that come out of that is just it's really amazing to see so over the year we've had Dr Paul McMullen's coming in and given us a really fascinating discussion around uh, advancements in technology which again is every day is a school day for myself yeah. as well always learning more um, and just the young people just really get so much from these sessions so it's really valuable and I'm yeah, really proud of what they've achieved over the year the young people, they're, they're really pushing what they want and taking control of their diabetes and making sure that they are really confident in managing every aspect that they can
0: and I suppose from my perspective in the healthcare side of things that I see that almost on the flip side as well is that they learn so much from the healthcare professionals in a non-clinical setting but actually that happens the other way around too for our healthcare professionals who support the events or the fireside chats, things like that they learn something from that too they learn the non-clinical setting conversations and engagement as well mm. so i think it's a two-way street Absolutely. rounded process roxanne there's a couple of points in the year where we kind of focus a lot of our activities or maybe just trying to engage people in the awareness raising for diabetes a little bit more those are diabetes week which is in june and world diabetes day which is november the 14th then that's just happened and it's quite nice timing to maybe reflect a little bit on how that has gone because whilst there are events that we do all year round we do try to have a little bit of a focus on a celebration at that point just to raise awareness and increase awareness around diabetes so what was your highlight or what kind of things went on
2: I think it was a really exciting week throughout the whole week we had events on every day that the team were out and about at and I think your point about they were all events that we would generally be going to anyway they just happened to fall within that time frame but it's always a nice opportunity to showcase Some of the things that we are doing so one of the highlights was our banger live well hub Um, it was on tuesday morning from 10 to 11 and it's a group of people living with or at risk of diabetes who go to those groups we usually bring along a healthcare professional it's an opportunity for people to speak to their healthcare professional in a more casual setting for that event we didn't have a speaker we just led the session celebrating all things world diabetes day And we had a special guest, which was Colette, who is our new CEO, and it was lovely to have her there on the day. So, yeah, I think that was my highlight. There was lots of meaningful conversations around diabetes, looking at how the research has developed. That group has people living with type 1 and type 2 diabetes, so it was nice to look at tech advancements even then going on to medication advancements within type 2 and how things are progressing so quickly through research. So it was a lovely moment to pause and reflect with our service users and beneficiaries and also, as I said, to do that with Colette and some of the team there. So yeah, that would be my highlight of the week.
0: I think there was, one of the events during the week was our menopause event, and we've been really trying to dip into this space over the last couple of years, recognising that that is such an open area that people aren't supported well in, that there isn't a lot of research in, and thankfully that is looking like it's changing. But we had our first face-to-face menopause event on the Saturday of that week, and myself, you, and Elaine from the team were all there. And I think for me, it was just lovely to sit in that room full of women and listen to the experiences from that perspective i think for me that was a lovely event to have attended but probably one of the things and sam i'm going to come to you is that our flagship event is such for the week um and again as you have mentioned roxanne lovely to have Colette over for that to celebrate but we had an exhibition for the our lives our voices program and sam do you want to explain a little bit about it Yes, yeah,
3: so um, over the summer we had some, a project with Belfast Exposed which is a photography studio based in Belfast and we had a weekly workshops going over the summer for the young people to attend looking at techniques and skills around photography and it all built together for them to create this exhibit which highlighted what life is like for them living with type 1 diabetes and this culminated in, on World Diabetes Day, uh, the exhibition launch So, this was an event that we held uh, at the studio. All the young people's images were displayed, um, and we invited all our local supporters, uh, volunteers, but also the MLAs that supported us and healthcare professionals. And it was really just such a fantastic event. It was a a big celebration. Um, It was lovely to see all the images displayed and all the stories that led to the young people creating these images and what they wanted to show. And it was really amazing to give them that platform to to tell their stories to collect our CEO, to the healthcare professionals they you know and I'm just members of the public as well were getting so much from the exhibit. As I said, it was such a, a great event and with it tying in with World Diabetes Day as well, I think that was a great platform to spread awareness and to continue tackling the stigma that we're trying to do every single day. And obviously with a big world diabetes day it was a lot of media coverage as well so it's really good for us to be able to get the stories of young people shared around
0: i think so most of the staff came that night for the celebration and the exhibition and i think probably we all came away with just that really impactful feeling if that makes sense to come away and think well actually that photo for that person was really important um, and some of the explanations behind some of the photos were absolutely lovely um, and the work that had gone into it you just knew and then the pride that families had for that person living with diabetes it just all really came through on the evening
3: absolutely um, i think being part of the process i mean was so in it i hadn't taken a step back and it was actually not until that evening seeing everyone else take in what had been created and seeing the impact it had on them made me realize actually this this is a really project they've been able to do and it will really as I said in the experiences and really create a legacy of what our lives our voices has produced
0: and one of the things that amazed me probably most was so some of the photos I was looking at going oh that's why they've taken that photo and actually when they explained it it was completely different it was it was nothing what I had assumed and it just showed me I think as well about well actually don't make the assumption that that's what it means to somebody
3: and it shows the uniqueness of each individual yeah. and as we everyone's journey and experience of one diabetes is so different and so varied and we saw that on the walls we saw that in the images how everyone interprets it differently and experiences it and manages it differently so it was just really insightful yeah
0: As I say, World Diabetes Day, or the kind of week that we created around it, was a lot about raising awareness, not necessarily things that we don't normally do, but it was lovely to see. So across Northern Ireland, you might have seen your council buildings, lighting up Blue. We had a lot of support from our MLAs, local politicians, and it's just lovely to see everybody come together at those points. It's just really nice to see the awareness raising that goes on at those points of the year and how much everything comes together. So obviously then as well, Roxanne, we had volunteers out at Stanton's and lots of different events over the time and they do quite a bit of work for us. Yeah, absolutely. Our volunteers are vital for those kind of events
2: and we really rely on them to help us spread awareness and to be out and about and more visible. If it was all relied on in the team, we wouldn't be able to be there. So a great big thanks to our volunteers
0: for helping us all throughout the year, but particularly on those big flagship days. Yeah, we do get to cover a lot more with... Our volunteers taking part as well?
2: Absolutely, and most of our volunteers are people with a lived experience, so they bring their own unique insights to it. Um, yep. So it's lovely to be able to share that with the public.
0: Tina, Roxanne mentioned Pride, and it reminds me of, I thinking I'm, I'm kind of hoping, if I'm maybe suggesting this out loud, that Rachel will be able to add this photo to part of the podcast, but one of my favourite photos of the year is your cheerleading cheerle- of our team. Um, there is a photo of you at Belfast Pride where I feel like, you can't be more proud of what you're doing. Um, And I suppose as the leader and the boss of this team, you champion everything that we do. Why has it been so important to do it this way or the way we have done in 2023? Yeah, absolute pride
1: in all that we have done and reached and learned um, this year. Why is it important? I think um, what we've done this year has been based on what we have heard people need or people want. And it's also been based on the experience of the people in the team. We've got a really broad set of skills and experience in the team. And I think that's what's made this year stand out. We've done things and we've tried things differently um, and everybody's playing to their strengths. And I think also, you know, we've talked about big events like Balmoral and Pride and Mila. For me, there's a, a real importance in being visible and being seen because we know that there's hundred and twelve thousand people living with diabetes yep. in Northern Ireland at the moment. There's another sixty-six thousand people with pre-diabetes. That's a lot of people. And I remember um when we were making our plans for diabetes week in June and we were we had these numbers for the first time f- for this year. Yeah. We thought like what what does that look like? Um and at the time in June Belsonic was on the Belsonic Music Festival. And we worked out that that figure of people affected by diabetes was the same as 10 fully attended balsonic concerts which, which is, is a massive it's a massive number yeah and need the context you, to understand it yeah. in. but you need to see, I certainly need to see it in that kind of visual way for to make sense to me and so that that certainly drives me that we need to have something to offer every single one of those people so that's the importance of the visibility that's the importance of we wear our branded t-shirts with great pride we go out in numbers in our t-shirts so people can see us and people can recognize that we're there for them and so whether that is a stand at a health fair whether it's a going to meet with a men's shed group or whether it's going to the Balmoral show where you've got hundreds of thousands of people there it's the same value and it's the same opportunity and that that's something that drives me and i think ultimately what we are trying to be is to be that trusted voice that go-to organization whether that's for somebody with diabetes, somebody who cares for them, for a healthcare professional, we want to be that trusted voice. Um, we want to be able to give good, sensible information to people when they need it on their journey, and people can dip in and out as, as they need us. It's the
0: support in, at a time or place where they need it, yep. and if we are present at a lot of different yep. areas, a lot of different places, yeah, then they can access that the way they want. Yeah. I suppose for me it's maybe when we're talking about pride it's also maybe nice to recognise that you champion this team in Northern Ireland but you're also moving into a slightly different role now and you'll be doing that for across the UK, you are moving roles and you'll not be at least for a little while the National Director of Northern Ireland but I suppose from the team we have a sense of pride that the work that you've done here is going to then continue for UKY and almost just a congratulations officially for it. um, and just a pass on that, we are very proud that other people will experience that too. Thank you, appreciate that. And I'm not embarrassed at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's no not, not face or anything. Not embarrassed at
1: all. I think, yeah, it is, um, I suppose, bringing my experience here in the Northern Ireland team and, and our experience collectively as a team and using that across all of the similar teams across the organisation. Um, there are seven in total. And then also bringing, making the connections between our teams who do yeah. the... Front-facing work
0: and all of the rest of the other teams who work in other areas. And I'll be very excited to think alongside all the rest of the team to see how that kind of transitions into twenty twenty four. Given the fact that we've talked about some of the amazing events that has happened in twenty twenty three, um, and speaking of twenty twenty four, you know what's that looking like for the team, Taylor, Can you maybe give us an overview of what twenty twenty four has in store for? Diabetes UK or the team here in Northern Ireland
1: yeah I would say it'll be more of the same yeah um, and and other things as well because we, we really will keep trying new things and we're happy to try something and if it works great and if it doesn't we'll try something else and we'll learn from it there's a, some change in the organisation we have a new chief executive who recently took a post um, and we're delighted that she's able to join us for um, our World diabetes day plans this year Um. And she is somebody who has been working in the organisation for some time, Colette brings that continuity for us and I think that's where we are as an organisation when there's a lot of change in the external world. Um, Holding firm to our core strategy and our core plan um, is really, really important. So we're moving into 2024 with that sense of continuity but also a real challenge to how do we do what we do and reach as many people as possible and that's a real challenge because we are a small team but that's to, to reach more people. At specific points we're looking at trying to reach people as close to diagnosis as possible. Um, we're trying to make sure that people ha- understand the care that they should receive um, and know what to expect and feel confident to ask for that and confident in the conversations that they have with their healthcare prof- professionals so that they're partners in their care. We've heard a lot from healthcare professionals throughout this series so far and you can see the dedication and the expertise that's there. We know from other conversations we've had that whether you're a healthcare professional or you're somebody affected by diabetes, that relationship is really, really important. So it's, it's supporting everybody involved in that relationship to make the most of, of, of the care opportunities that are there. And I think the other thing connected with that then is we have a real focus on where people are not getting the care to that they should get for whatever reason. And that whole area of inequalities is something we want to uh, really focus on this year. And understand what that means for Northern yeah. Ireland. Yeah. And it will be, it'll be different in Northern Ireland to the north of England to the south of England. It will also be different in Belfast to Randallstown to yeah. Limavady. And we need to understand that and we need to be able to flex
0: to that as well. Yeah, Roxanne, is there anything in particular for 2024 that's coming up that is part of the planning that you're looking forward to? Or is in the pipeline that is exciting for you currently? I think everything that my team does is exciting, <laughs> to be honest.
2: There'll be a lot more of the same, as Tina has said, but also there'll be the likes of we'll be launching two new Live Well hubs in different areas. The Tackling Inequalities work is really going to be a focus over the next year, Um, but one of our biggest events that's going to be happening in February is the Family Weekender. So the Family Weekender hasn't been to Belfast since 2019, so it's a really big deal and we are super excited. As we kind of chatted through earlier, we have a massive engagement with families at the minute, so it just feels like an opportune moment to be able to provide this Um, and we're so proud that Belfast is able to represent the Family Weekender. that's our first big one, February. It feels like a lovely time to be doing it. It's perfect timing. Um, we know there's momentum there and there's want and engagement. And we are currently in plans to discuss how we can make sure that places at the family weekend are, are appointed to people who are going to have the most benefit from yeah. you. Um, And that's part of our tackling inequalities work too. So we're trying to approach all of our work through the lens of how can we make this as inclusive and accessible to people as possible? Where are they on their journey? And how can we meet them there in a way that is what they need? Because, yes, we can bring healthcare professionals and, yes, we can bring expertise in diabetes and research. But actually, as a person with a lived experience, you're the expert of that. Yeah. So we can show up and we can present these. But we are always happy to hear and to see what we can do to flex it. As Tina has said, we do pride ourselves on having that ability to go, what is it that people actually want from
0: us? Because yeah. they are the experts, not, not us. Sam, what about you? Our Lives, Our Voices 2024 plans?
3: What's exciting? What's coming up? Yeah, again, 2024 is promising to be a really exciting year for Our Lives, Our Voices. So as with this part of funding, it's coming towards its end. But what's really exciting is based a lot around Our Lives, Our Voices, uh, Diabetes UK have secured additional funding to launch a new youth project called Together Type 1. And this is now UK wide. So this is something... Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it's so exciting to see and we were so lucky really uh, in September to actually to go over to Manchester with three of our current young leaders to join a networking event of Together Type 1 and it was just so fantastic to be in a room full of young people all living with Type 1 from across the whole of the UK, sharing stories, building relationships as I said before, it was just fantastic to see. So as we move into 2024, we are looking to transition over into Together Type 1. Which just give us so many opportunities, like I said, to, to shout about the fantastic work that young people are doing over here in Northern Ireland, and to share ideas, and just to really create this working relationship that these young people are going to have, just to build these connections, and it's just amazing to see every time.
0: And it's lovely to still have that fund in there, to be able to provide those support mechanisms and stuff that are already in place.
3: Absolutely. It's, as we've seen over, over the years, they're so vital. They get so much from each element of the project and what they can add to it so the fact that we can continue is such a such a happy uh, event and just so i'm just really excited to what we can achieve in the future
0: talking of transitions as well Mm -hmm. Um, our lives our voices will be transitioning together type one but it leads me on nicely to say that for our podcast and hosting, I will be handing the baton and the reins over to you for a little while at least.
3: Absolutely, um, you can get used to hearing my voice a bit more. Yeah,
0: um, we talk about a uh, Northern Ireland voice, and you're not a Northern Ireland voice, but you'll be bringing the Northern Ireland voices in.
3: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so I'm handing the baton over to you. The next podcast is going to be a bit of a takeover from Our Lives, Our Voices. And the young people in the project are really heavily involved in that. You guys have been having conversations to see what they want to talk about. And I suppose it's more about what matters to them and what they want to hear, discuss or to put out into the world. What are some of the conversations maybe that you're going to be looking at? And can you give us kind of any areas do you know that at the minute or are you excited for starting this bit of the podcast series to be handing over
3: yeah for sure I mean when I think back to so I've been in this role now just over a year and I think on my first week podcasts were mentioned several times me (laughs) Um, the young people have been desperate to have this type of media available because they feel that it is so beneficial Uh, it can reach such a wide audience so when they heard that Obviously, that this has been launched, they were absolutely right. When's our time? When when are we getting the opportunity to do to do some episodes? So yeah, absolutely, all the young people are very excited by this. We have started some discussions. We're not gonna we're not gonna share them all yeah. right now, but um, that is definitely going to focus on the areas around sort of our lives, obviously what we have provided. So the benefits of peer support, how they can help other young people, um, and also looking at sports with type one diabetes. Well, that's one that comes up really. Really regularly as well, the little tips, and tricks, and just to overall just showing again that actually there's th- this perception that there's barriers and stuff that's stopping young people getting involved. Actually, that's not the case. They can achieve as much as they want to, and if we can, if a podcast episode can help in any way, that's such a fantastic way of doing it.
0: And I know it's something the team have been excited for. The Our Lives Our Voices guys to be taken over and doing this because it, there was a lot of conversation at the start of it being a platform and a medium. For some of the younger audiences, but we had chose to start a little bit at the beginning of a journey, and I think we are all quite excited for that to be handed over to you guys to see what comes out of it. I kind of as the host, I can't wait to see when we come to twenty twenty four the roundup and what twenty twenty four has had at that point. You know because it's all right then we're planning all of this year now, but we do flex, we do change, and actually some of the plans that we're talking about today might have changed by the end of twenty twenty four. But so I'm really quite excited to see where we're going kind of touched on it a little bit but from each of you is there one thing that you're really excited to be working on or supporting or working towards whether that changes or not once we start to look into it. Um, Tina we'll maybe go to you. I'm excited for everything but I think one particular
1: thing is Diabetes UK as the wider charity has invested a lot this year in trying to understand what tackling inequalities means. We know that people who experience health inequalities for whatever reason they have poorer outcomes in relation to their diabetes. They have poorer and more difficult experiences. Um, so that report is going to be launched, um, has been launched in November. We will look at the learnings for that. And I want to see how we can take at least one of those recommendations and make a concrete difference to address at least one inequality for a group of people. Um, so that's my hope that when we sit and do the review podcast next year, that we will be talking about that. About the impact that we've had there.
2: Yeah.
0: Roxanne, what about
2: you? Um, it's a, a bit of a tricky one for me because I finish in February. Yeah. Um, But the one thing that I know will carry on is the amazing legacy that this team are creating. Yeah. And I think if, when I listen back to the 2024 roundup, I anticipate to hear the amazing reach that this team will continue to provide. And this year is an example of what can be achieved. And I think as the team grow in confidence and time, that will only get bigger and bigger. So it's just like a watch this space, yeah. I think, is going to be the highlight for me. Lovely way of
0: Watch this space. Yeah, that's the one. Sam, so, what about you for next
3: year? Yep, as I touched on it, I think it's going to be a very exciting year. For the youth project, however, th- that is looking at the time. So for Our Lives Have Voices at the start of the year and then moving over to Together Type 1, as I said, it's just really exciting that it's going to continue. We're going to have the opportunity to continue the really good work that we've been doing that often this support actually cast on it a bit wider. The ability to engage with the wider UK audience would be a fantastic opportunity for our young people. And just just to continue, yeah, opening doors, open, yeah. give the opportunities that people want, and just to make life a little bit easier, living with type 1 diabetes and all now, And that's big, big hope, big aim, but that's what we're going to keep continue trying to do. Watch this Yes, Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, folks, thank you all so much again for joining me. And Sam, I hope you enjoy hosting as much as I have. And hopefully it won't be the last time that I get to join the podcast. I know it has been lovely to do for now though. It's been lovely to be your host. Um, good luck, Sam, on the Our Lives, Our Voices project. And for anyone listening, if you have a particular subject you would like us to bring to the podcast series, please send us a message via social media at diabetesuk.ni or send us an email using the address found in the episode notes. Thanks again for joining us and we will be back in the new year. Thanks for joining us on Let's Talk Diabetes. Remember to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to hear more from Diabetes UK Northern Ireland, follow us on social media at diabetesuk.ni.